Hello everyone, my name is JD, and this is On the Lighter Side of Life. Here we go with another episode. If you'd like to send us anything, our email address is jd.podcast1 at yahoo.com. You know, <clears throat> the other day I was looking at uh, uh, Yahoo, and um, I saw a video of uh, parents embarrassing their teenage children. And that is so much fun to do. It even gets more fun when they get older, you know, when they've got kids of their own, your grandkids look at the, the, the parent, you know, the mother or the father and go, is he really related to us? You betcha I am. Lock, stock, and barrel, baby. So <clears throat> I got a little story for you. Uh, when one of my girls got to be, oh, I don't know, I guess she was like 15, 16 years old. Uh, it was that time of the month. And guess who was out of pads? Well, I don't use pads, okay? So somehow I got nominated to run her to the store. She originally wanted me to go by myself. And I thought, there is no way in hell. No, uh-uh, I'm not going by myself. Come on. So I get her in the car. We go up to the store, right? She doesn't want to get out of the car. And I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 no. I don't know what to get. I don't use these things, people. Come on. So she goes into the store and up the on the way up there, she goes, dad, these are the ones that I need. And I went, okay. I kind of thought they were all the same, really. I just didn't know. So anyway, she tells me what she needs and all that good stuff. So I go and I find them. And you couldn't have timed this any better. In the store was a bunch of guys and girls that she went to school with, right? So me being me, she's down about halfway down that aisle. And I said real loud to the top of my voice that I found them and I threw them to her. Well, when she caught them, the label was up. I mean, it was perfect. It was like it was rehearsed, for heaven's sakes. And them kids come walking around that corner and saw her standing there holding these things. She was mortified, man. I thought it was funny as hell. But she was mortified about all of this stuff, right? So she drops them in the in the aisle and comes up to me. And I'm thinking, like, well, where's the package? And she goes, it's, I'm not picking that up. Well, you better if you want to buy them. So she, you know, we kind of fussed and fought a little bit. She went back down there and she got them. So when we got up to the... Uh, cash register, you know, she puts them down real quick and kind of moves away from them like they have cooties. Well, guys know they have cooties. So <laughs> that's all there is to that deal. So I get them paid for and they, and the girl behind the counter puts them in a bag, you know, and then I looked at her and I went, Hey, don't forget your pads really super loud through the store. And everybody just kind of looked at her and I tossed them at her, you know? So this is kind of a, a payback little deal, you know, um, and you guys can can relate to this. We don't use that stuff. I don't like buying them. I don't even like getting near them, okay, because I know they have cooties. I'm telling you, they do. But embarrassing your children uh, on through the day as they get older is really a great thing to do. Uh, my oldest daughter, when we moved away and she was married and she had her own kids and all this other stuff, we'd go visit her, right? So We'd walk into a store. I don't care if it was Walmart, if it was Kmart, whoever, wherever it was at. And I'd always talk real loud and make fun of her and all this stuff. And she walked up to me one day, and I kid you not, and said, Dad, I live here. You're embarrassing me. My job is done here. Okay, I've done exactly what I'm going to do. This is because I'm telling you, I've got a bucket list of everything my kids did. And I thought, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to pay you back. That's all there is to it. And my kids to this day look at me and go, now that they're older, they're in their 40s, and that's all we'll say, um, they <laughs> they um, uh, they tell their, their kids now that are 15 and 16 because they walk up and said, you know, are you sure he's really your dad? You, yep, that's dad, 100%. 
lock, stock, and barrel, man. He's related to you, which scares the hell out of the grandkids. Going like, oh, really? Okay, well, I guess we'll just have to deal with him then. Yep, because I'm not going away, and I don't get any better. Okay, that's it. This is me. That's all I am. So, yeah, embarrass your kids. You know, have that bucket list of where you can just antagonize them and drive them out of their mind. That's what you want to do. Yeah, that's my thing to do is to embarrass the daylights out of them. So make yourself a bucket list. You know, get back at your kids. I don't care if they're girls or if they're boys or whatever. I mean, dance in public. Listen to a song that you happen to know. It's one of their, you know, their kind of song kind of deal. Because I see on YouTube where parents are doing this, and I get such the biggest kicks out of it, you know, because the kid's looking like they're mortified, you know, like my mom's dancing in the car or in the hallway of the store or whatever. Drive them nuts. It's great. Uh, If nothing else, you know, when your time comes to go meet the maker, uh, they've got something to remember you by, you know, they really do. You know, (laughs) it's just, it's great, you know, because when when you get the grandkids, they kind of go like, I'm not for sure if that really is my grandfather or not. Oh, I am, you know, live with it. (laughs) Hell I do. Just, you just keep doing stuff like that. And you kind of drive your kids nuts and love them. And after a while, believe it or not, because my daughters did, they kind of just got used to it. You know, like, yeah, that's your grandfather. I'm going to tell you something else that I did uh, when they were younger and still in high school. I've noticed that when teenagers get up there, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old kind of thing, they hate getting up going to school. They really do. They just, no matter what you did to try to get them up, they would not get up to go to school. They, They were just terrible about getting up. Two of them were. The other two would bounce out of bed, do their thing, get their shower, go to school, right? They, uh, the, the younger two, not so much. They were, they're, they're, it's hard for them to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning. So I got tired of fighting with them one day, and I said, you know what? And I told them, blunt face, if you don't get up, I'm going to go get a pan of water, and I'm just going to pour it on you, and you're going to get out of bed. you know. And they kind of thought, well, Dad's lost his marbles, and he's not going to do that because this is a brand-new mattress. Well, who paid for the mattress there, moron? That would be me. I paid for that mattress. And if I want to get it wet, I'll get it wet. So I go in there and get a nice pan full of water. And I asked them, are you going to get up? And they said, no. And I just douched them with that water. And they come jumping out of bed. And I said, I warned you. I warned you. But there's a kick side to that, though. Every time you go into the kitchen to make dinner or to cook something, if you rattle pans, <laughs> that has a tendency to kind of bother them a little bit. They kind of go like, I, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at like, what's wrong with you? Nothing, nothing, but it works. He gets them out of bed. It's very, it's short of rolling them on the floor. That's what my mom used to do to me was just take the whole mattress and roll me on the floor, you know, to get me to get up. So I'm just as guilty as the younger two about wanting to get out of bed. I learned real quick that she would do that, you know? So yeah, just throw out a little bit of water on top of them makes miracles because they jump right up. And when they wouldn't get up, I just go in there and rattle pans. Never threw it on them another time. Just rattle it. They get out of bed, right? I'm up, Dad, no problem. They go in there and they get their shower. They throw their makeup on. They do their thing. And they're out the door, you know? So it's not a big deal, but it really, and it makes mom mad too, guys. If you ever do do that because of that mattress you've got sitting in there, you're going to be the one that has to take it outside and put it in the sun so it doesn't mold and mildew and all that other, and you don't have to buy a new mattress, but it, you have to let it sit out there all day so it kind of dries out. But it is kind of funny stuff, I think. You know, my kids to this day, my younger one, I think she's kind of done that a little bit. You know, to get her kids out of bed, just to rattle the pan, they'll get up. Yeah, not a problem. 
I'm going to tell you something else you can do. You know, when you uh, when your kids start having their own kids, so now you're going to be a grandfather and whatever. I got a little story for you. Uh, when one of my girls was going to have um, one of her babies, the son-in-law wanted to be in there, of course, to watch the baby being born, right? He thought. And they invited us all in there, which was kind of shocking to me at the time. But I'd already seen my kids born. I really did. I saw the kids being born and what that was all about. Okay. So now we get a son-in-law, he's in the, in there and he's comforting his wife, you know, my daughter, and you got mom on the other side and she's comforting the daughter. And I'm just kind of standing off out here floating in the distance, you know? And then all of a sudden the doctor comes in, it's time to give birth and all this other stuff. So the doctor's standing where he's supposed to be, right? And he looks at the son-in-law and says, Hey, you want to come down here and watch this? So he goes down there. Me, being me, the way that I was, I uh, thought, well, I'm going to pay him back because I know he's got a touch of a weak stomach. You know, he doesn't handle a lot of stuff. So I just kind of walked right up behind this kid. I grabbed onto the delivery table and he couldn't move. He wanted to move, you know, and I imagine the doctor's going like, why is he so close to me? I don't understand why <laughs> this kid is right up to my back. And I'm behind my son-in-law. I grab onto the table. And he's watching this, and he's turning about as green as you could possibly get watching his child being born, right? So when it's all said, done, and over with, they've cut the umbilical cords, you know, and the nurse is taking the the baby, to, you know, to weigh them and to clean them up and all this other good stuff. I just let go of the table and backed away, and he walked over to the sink and got sick, <laughs> which I thought was kind of justice. You know, that's what that was. That was justice. And the head nurse walked up to me and she looked at me and she said, you're a bad, bad man. And that's what I am. You know, I just looked at him. I just looked at her and went, that's payback, you know, and the, and the doctor turned around and kind of looked at me and shook his head. Like, what do you think you were doing? Oh, I'm just getting him back. That's all. It's okay. Family. You know, we're all family here. I'm just paying this kid back for some of the stuff that's done to me. You know, that they all thought was cool. So, okay, you want to play that game? I, remember, I don't forget. I may be the oldest member of this family, but I don't forget things. And I come back at you, and I'll get you back one way or another. I got something else for you, too, real quick about childbirth kind of thing. I remember when one of my daughters, she was pregnant with her first child. And about eight months into this deal, she wanted to stop. She looked at me and said, Dad, I don't want to go through this. Well, it's a little bit late now, don't you think? So, yeah, she was kind of on the fence there for a while. And I thought, well, this ought to be real interesting to see how you're going to stop this. Come hell or high water, it's going to happen. The damage is already done here, girl. You can't stop being pregnant. It's just not something you take out, put on the shelf, said, I'll come back to that later, like a good book. It don't work that way, okay? Once it starts, it goes for the full cycle. So <laughs> hang on. And I know there was a quite a bit of a period in there to where before she had her second child, she kind of thought that I'm not going through that again. Oh, yeah, you will. You'll forget slowly but surely, and you'll have another one, and we'll just keep continuing on. Okay, we had a story sent to us uh, from my oldest daughter's best friend, Laura, and she lives down in Florida. They moved into a house. She's got a teenage son who thinks he's an all-star soccer player. You know what I'm saying? And he sees a purple round-looking ball out on the ground, right? So he thinks it's a, a soccer ball, and he thinks that, well, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to kick this thing plumb out of the park, okay? So this kid goes up there, and he's running to this, and he kicked that ball, and it never once moved. 
The boy did, but that ball didn't. Because come to find out, that ball was a bowling ball. It wasn't a soccer ball. It was a bowling ball. Can you just imagine what his brain <laughs> went through his head when all that pain just hit? And it just, I mean, I, I know the kid got his foot hurt, but you're going like, dude, you really need to go check stuff out before you start kicking it around, okay? And he just automatically assumed, because it was a ball laying out there in the damn yard, that, well, that's a soccer ball. I'm just going to go kick it out of the yard. No, that ball, that bowling ball had a whole different thought process. Like, I'm not going nowhere. You can try, but I'm not going to go nowhere, okay? So, yeah, cute little things like that. That kind of makes you stop and think a little bit. Also, another story from Laura is that uh, she had two of her sons one time. They were out in the front yard just yelling and screaming and the whole bit. And I've done this with my brothers, you know, and you, you kind of phase yourself out, you know. And Laura, being the only adult that was at home at the time, um, and her sons, you have to remember, Laura is just a real petite, small, young lady. I'm not for sure what her height is, probably 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five kind of deal. Her sons are way taller than her, a little bit bigger than her. So she's trying to get these two boys to stop yelling and screaming at each other. And nothing works. Well, she looks at one of her other kids and says, go get me the garden hose. So they, she goes and gets the garden hose and she starts wetting them down, thinking that would phase them to get to stop doing this. You know, quit yelling at each other kind of deal. So that didn't work. They just kept on yelling and screaming and raising hell out in the front yard. So what does mom do? She goes in the house and she gets a cattle prod. And I never thought about this. And I'm so glad that my mom didn't do that because I was raised out on a farm and we had cattle prods all the time. Uh, my brothers used to use them on me <laughs> just to see if the little guy, the younger guy could run quick enough. So anyway, she goes and gets this cattle prod. And now remember, these kids were wet. Okay. And when you hit somebody with a cattle prod and push that button, that changes the whole outlook on life at that particular instant, you know? So she hits them with it, and they take off, and they get to running. She hit one, and the other one took off. Both of them did, and they're standing out around the car. They wouldn't let mom get near her. She's trying to talk to them and everything else, you know? So, yeah, it, it, don't piss off the little guy. Because <laughs> if they can't get your attention by talking to you and wetting you down and all this other good stuff— Okay, yeah, worst comes to worst, we'll go get the cattle prod. And like I said before, I'm so grateful that my mother never thought about using a cattle prod on her sons, you know. So that's the end of our show this week. Uh, like I said, if you guys have stuff you want to send in to us, uh, use the email address. It's jd.podcast1 at yahoo.com. Give us a shout. We'll get it on the air as quickly as we possibly can. And again... Thanks for listening to The Lighter Side of Life. Keep on smiling, everyone.